Heal Thyself Using a Holistic Approach with Dr. Eric Madrid. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today we have a special podcast for you. Uh, basically, I am sitting down with two third-year medical students from UC Riverside, Rashid Awan and Chinadu Oranusi, uh, both who I have been precepting uh, for the last couple of years. So we are going to have a discussion about medicine, life, how to balance it all, and even discuss a little bit of rap and hip-hop. So stay tuned. What's up, family? Welcome back to the channel. Today's video is, I, I told you guys last week I was going to have a special guest this week, and we have the, the one and only, <laughs> my one and only. the one and only, my attending physician, or my preceptor, Dr. Madrid, um, and we're also uh, joined by uh, Yen Chindu <laughs> over here. Um, so today's video is going to be kind of like a podcast style video. So Dr. Madrid, he's, he's my family medicine preceptor, and so we're going to be having a back and forth conversation, just kind of talking about my perspective as a medical student versus him as the you know top dog uh, huh. doctor <laughs> so that's what they say yeah um so just to kind of give you guys like a little like different different perspective from like a med student standpoint versus like an attending physician standpoint um so uh, yeah let's, let, let's just get right to it so first question, actually dr madrid is going to be the one kind of going through the questions we'll be going back and forth between chinadu me and dr madrid um so yeah, we can, we can just go ahead and begin. We'll just All make right. it a really informal kind of casual <clears throat> conversation. So I'll introduce myself, uh, Eric Madrid, Family Medicine. I went to Ohio State University, graduated a long, long time ago in 2002. We just found out here that you were how old? I was, eight? <laughs> I was, I was eight in 2002. I, I feel old. Same. <laughs> Same. And actually, my kids who are just almost the age of these young men here, Tell me I look exactly the same, except I've got more gray <laughs> yeah. hair. So for all you med students out there and residents, you may not change much over the next uh, 15 years, except you are going to get a little bit more gray as the time goes on. Uh, so that's just the nature of it. There's nothing you can do to uh, to prevent that, obviously. I, I, I told him I was losing hair. Like, I was getting <laughs> patches of hair on the side. That happens. <laughs> we have that in common. Oh, <laughs> Alopecia areata. Areata. Right? There you go. All right. Cool. So yeah. first question. So first question I have for these young men is, I just want to hear about uh, where did you go to, uh, where was, what college did you uh, go to, what was your undergrad, uh, and what was your major? Cool. So Chindu, go ahead. Well, and you're, you're a little cut off from the, <laughs> it's okay, get you closer, closer man. Get closer, <laughs> get closer. Okay. So the questions were, where did I go for undergrad, what was my major? Exactly. And, and, wh and why medicine? And why medicine. Okay. Uh, so for me, I went to UC Riverside for undergrad. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I went to UC Riverside for undergrad. I was a biology major. I decided to just take the easy way, <laughs> go straight for that. And yeah, we, um, we worked hard for our bio degree. No, we uh, did, we did. No. But then, like you know, <laughs> still like yeah, no, no. It, it was wasn't just, like a biochem or like a neuroscience. Yeah, right. like, you know, it, straight by, biology. By the easy straight way, biology. I mean like as a bio major, you automatically cover all the prereqs, so yeah. you don't right. have to think about it. It's just just do everything we tell you to do, and you're fine. Right. Yeah. So that that's what I meant. Um, and then why medicine for me medicine I mean I had I think that my, my biggest influence for medicine I had a lot of family members in the medical field uh, so they got me interested in it at a young age and then when I actually started volunteering and doing it I, don't know, I just fell like more in love with it by myself so it was it was always like a thing for me it was always an idea for me and it was just something I eventually fell in love with 
And if you had to do it over again too as an undergrad, what other classes do you wish you would have taken? Maybe electives, because I know right, there's some classes I would recommend for mm -hmm. pre-med students or college students. Are there any classes that you would recommend that uh, a, a medical or pre-med student take prior to applying to med school that might have made medical school a little bit easier for you? Physio. Physio <laughs> Physiology. Yeah. We had, we had, we, we learned the physiology behind like plants. Yeah. Neuroscience. Yeah. Neuroscience. Neuroscience. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably yeah, physiology and then maybe uh, a histology class. Histology. Oh, yeah. histology. That would have made, histology would think, have made a huge, that would have made a huge a difference. lot easier yeah. uh, the first of, uh, couple of years. Learning everything from scratch on right before the exam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, that was our first exposure. Like we we have not a, been exposed to any neuroscience, no brain pathology, no nothing. none of that. And we, we kind avoided of just, those classes like the plate. And that hurt us. Uh, <laughs> I remember taking a biology class in, uh, in uh, undergrad, but then you, know, you forget a lot of that. And then I'm going into medical school, doing my anatomy class, and I remember thinking, okay, let me, let me make sure I get this right. We have two kidneys and one liver. Right? I, mean, I was so lost. And I'm thinking, my gosh, I should have taken this anatomy. And I didn't yeah. take any anatomy. Same. No, same. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. thinking, okay, I think most of these people know that we have two kidneys, one liver, <laughs> a four-chamber heart. And then here I am, like a fish out of water, you know, first-year med student. And I'm like, you know, it was like, I felt like we it was all kidney. new to me. Yeah, we had like, what? I'm like, how does this work? I felt, you know, so anyway, yeah, so... Biology, or uh, Physio, physiology, anatomy, anatomy histology. histology, stuff, yeah. A little yeah. bit of that would have made first and second year of med school way less, easier. Less, uh, less of a struggle. Less painful. Yeah, <laughs> less painful. Um, and how about you, Rishi? What, what, so, uh, uh, I, went to, I went to UCR for undergrad with Chinadu. Me and Chinadu actually uh, graduated together. Roommates? We, we were, yeah, we were, yeah, we were still roommates. Uh, we met at the, in the beginning of freshman year. That's when, you know, um, we were just getting used to college. We were both knuckleheads, especially Chinadu. You know, and, but then, uh, so we dormed our first year. Then uh, the second, third, fourth year, we were actually, uh, we ran out of house together. Um, but yeah, we, and we're still in med school. We're still, we're still living together. So okay. All right. It's cool. But uh, I was a UCR, I went to UCR. I was a bio major. Um, and my my journey to med I, I I tell I tell everybody this but like I, I feel like when I was in my mom's womb, my mom <laughs> had already decided that I was gonna be a doctor. Right? <laughs> she was she was like like what's it like conditioning preconditioning right. to go into medicine oh, and man. like I was like two and she was like you're gonna be a doctor. Yeah. You know? But like so. so <laughs> and so so that's kind of my initial. But uh, I have no other family members in medicine. I was kind of like the first in my family to go to college, graduate, gotcha. let alone go to medical school and all that. So but when I got so I went into college knowing I wanted to be a doctor just just for the superficial reasons of my family wanted me to go into medicine. But then when I got into college and I started, I started like volunteering and I started like going to the free health clinics, spending time kind of within the community. And I, that's when I truly found why my, you know, why medicine mm -hmm. It was just, cause we're like, so we're in a region where it's very heavily under, like underserved, there's minority populations. It's just an underrepresented community. And I think interacting with those people, and kind of seeing like how how many health disparities exist, that's kind of what pulled me in um, to medicine. And I've I've seen my family members experience the same disparities that a lot of the people in this community are facing too. And that's kind of what what pulled me in Good. to medicine. So how about yeah. you, Doctor Major? What what what? So you know. What, so again, what, 
for, not forced, but what kind of drew you <laughs> into medicine? So, so my journey was interesting. Uh, I started off as a business major, actually. And so when I graduated from high school, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I was interested in medicine. And, uh, but I, I thought to myself, this is going to take too long. And I don't know if I want to spend all this time in school. So in the meantime, we had a family business, which I helped uh, run and I was involved with. So I actually went to a community college for the first few years and I majored in business. And after about two years, I decided I didn't want to do business anymore. I wanted to go into medicine, which was something that I was interested in as a youth, but you know, again, kind of lost my way. But so here I am 20 years old now deciding to go into medicine. So I'm at a community college, right? Uh, Cerritos Community College in, in, in Los Angeles County. And I decided to switch my major to biology. Uh, into the sciences. That's a complete, 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 <laughs> complete separation, right? So now I was at the community college for two years, including summer school, right? So I had a lot of credits and I decided to go into biology. So of course I'm taking, you know, general chemistry, uh, biochemistry, physics class, calculus, uh, including summer school. By the time I graduated from a community college, I had 126 semester units. Okay, and for some of you who don't know, that's how many units you need to get a bachelor's degree, right? And I barely had my AA degree, right? That's so it was, it was crazy. But, you know, at the time I was thinking, you know, gosh, I've wasted all this time. And in hindsight, you know, education knowledge is never a waste of time. Um, you know, years later, I realized I'd be using it here to help run this company and help this company to grow and so on. So, uh, but anyway, so I switched, uh, so I went to, uh, to the sciences, I transferred over to UCLA, uh, microbiology and molecular genetics was my major back in the late 90s, and definitely, uh, especially with the genetics, it's not even close to where it is now. I mean, yeah. we just had, we knew a couple of genes back then, <laughs> DNA hadn't even been, you know, DNA hadn't even been uh, really deciphered at this point. Obviously, it was, you know, discovered by Watson and Crick in the 50s, but it hadn't been, you know, decoded at this point. Uh, Google was still coming of age around 97, <laughs> right? I still remember the days having to go to the library and uh, having to, um, to actually pull journal articles and had a Xerox uh, a card. Yeah, we don't feel that. Right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I had to literally go and like copy one article at a time and, you know, 10 cents a page. And, oh, you know, so anyway, so things have changed a lot, obviously. But then obviously I applied to medical school uh, and, um, and ended up going to uh, Ohio State. Uh, and again, for a lot of Californians, unfortunately, about half of us, we have to leave the state mm -hmm. and just to go to medical school because there's not that many medical school slots in the state of California. And we're obviously one of the biggest states yeah. and one out of every, I think, eight or nine people in the U.S. live in California. Mm -hmm. But yet we have, you know, less openings in the state of California for medical school than the state of Ohio does, actually. Ohio has oh, more yeah. openings. Oh. So, so these, these geniuses, obviously, we're fortunate to stay here. Some of us had to leave the state. I'm here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you too. Yeah. You know, I had to leave the state, but, uh, but it was a great experience. And, um, but after one or two cold, uh, cold winters, and I was ready to get back to California where the family is and, uh, and my wife's family and so on. So, so we came back here, and uh, like I said, I did my residency at Presbyterian Family Medicine and uh, came out here to Southwest Riverside County in 2005. And have been practicing ever since. And then we came along. <laughs> so, so one of the things too, guys, you got to realize that these guys may think I'm really smart because I'll teach them a lot of stuff. 
But sometimes before I teach them certain things, I have to actually go and double check and look things up and make sure I'm telling them the truth. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, for those med students out there, your attendings are probably doing that to some degree (laughs) or another, you know, or they'll be quoting a study that, you know, and they're giving you the impression that, you know, they remember the study from 10 years ago and believe it or not, they just looked it up and up. So those are just some of the tricks of the trade and stuff. So to garner the respect of the students. Wow. (laughs) What a memory. (laughs) He remembers the whole pathway. (laughs) Remembers the electron transport chain and the <laughs> mitochondrial, you know, all that little metabolism. metabolism. Yeah, and they think I remembered it from, uh, you know, from undergrad. But no, I, I looked it up like the night before. <laughs> That's how that works. Now we know. <laughs> now, now, you know. We know. now you know. Cool, cool. So, kind of, kind of on the on the same lines as that. So, you're a family medicine <clears throat> physician. Correct. What kind of, out of all the specialties, what kind of, kind of drew you into family medicine? So, so for me, family medicine, the. Uh, the, the goal, in my opinion, is to help prevent issues. So medicine, I think, is too focused on trying to solve problems after they've already occurred, trying to fix heart attacks, trying to uh, you know, manage diabetes, manage high blood pressure. But for me, it's, it's been a lot more rewarding to help uh, prevent those conditions from ever forming. So when patients come in in their 20s or 30s, and I can tell they're maybe uh, insulin-resistant, pre-diabetic, and we can get them on a... Uh, on a good uh, diet and exercise routine and actually prevent them from becoming a diabetic or developing high blood pressure. To me, that's very rewarding. Um, also being able to uh, get people off of medications as well through diet and lifestyle changes. So I'm really big in that. And I really try to encourage my patients to you know, eat appropriately, to exercise, to get their weight down, uh, to use maybe technology to help them with that, uh, such as fitness trackers, uh, Fitbit, um, Apple Watches, and so on, right? You got one? So to me, I think the importance of you know, a, a primary care in family medicine is to be able to help and truly prevent a lot of illnesses. Uh, not to mention just I have many, many patients who we, we take care of the great-grandparents, the, you know, the parents, the grandkids, the great-grandkids. So having you know, three or four generations. That's yeah, a cross-generational. Right. Yeah. And, and it really kind of puts things in perspective when you know perhaps that the parents are suffering from dementia or some other chronic disease. And then all of a sudden the, the daughter comes in and she can't sleep at night. I can take it from a different approach instead of just saying, hey, you need more drugs yeah. you know, to make you sleep. I can empathize and say, hey, I know why you're having trouble. I know your mom's not doing so good. I know your kids are having some problems mm-hmm. uh, and so on. So I can kind of take it in a more uh, holistic approach to help solve the patient's uh, problems and help them find strategies uh, other than simply pharmaceutical uh, reliance. I feel like you have a you have a more detailed picture of the entire of like kind of everything that's going on. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, th- I think too often too and, and uh, in the, within, you know, and obviously I refer to specialists all the time and specialists are very important and you know, they help a lot of uh, patients with a lot of problems. But I think the problem is they focus so much on one small component of what's going on with the patient that sometimes the whole picture gets missed. And a lot of times that's to the detriment of the patient yeah. and stuff. So I think you know, specialists, while very necessary, it's important for the, the primary care doctor, whether internal medicine or family medicine doctor, to kind of take all the specialist uh, recommendations and try to put it in a, in a language that the patient can understand and, and to help create a, uh, an action plan for that patient so they can actually make some uh, meaningful change that will result in you know, good outcomes. Uh, so, now, so, so question back for you guys though. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're in your third year now, a little bit more exciting than your first and second year where you- Thank pretty- you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so tell me what your routine was like your first and second year first. Cool. 
So, Chen, you want to... Okay, uh, first so you, you can talk about, like, first and second, because you can talk about first and second year, and I'll talk more of, like, third, on third and... Okay, yeah, third and kind so of I'll, I'll start off first year. Uh, I'll start off just, like, beginning of first year after starting med school. Wait, did so. you enjoy first year more or second year more? It was one of those... Things. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have heard the idea, like, you know, the grass is always greener. Right. Like, you always think, like, oh, man, I wish I was there. So, right. first year, I spent most of the time thinking, like, man... I don't have enough time to do anything. Then you get in the second year, you're like, wow. Man, I had a lot of time. <laughs> you're like, I was so privileged. <laughs> and I made it third year. <laughs> the same thing. You're always going to feel like you're going to have more time later on. Then you get there and then you find the reality. There's always a give and take. There's always pros and cons to everything. But you know what? First year, I think the biggest thing was transitioning. Transitioning from college from undergrad into medical school. So doing that was just trying to figure out, was like, how do I study? Trying to figure out, oh, what am I going to do on my first exam? How's the exam going to be? How's everything structured? I remember one of our first lectures in medical school, it was like over a hundred slides. And he, the dude was like, memorize everything in this. <laughs> I tested in three days. <laughs> I looked at Chin and I was like, I've made some poor decisions. <laughs> I looked at it, I was just so daunted. <laughs> And I mean, they crammed as much information into that lecture as possible. I felt like everything that was crammed into that lecture was something I spent an entire quarter learning. Yeah. And that was only one of like three lectures that yes. day, right? Yeah. One of three lectures that day. It was, it was something else. So uh, first year, first year was a, uh, it was challenging. <laughs> yeah. But so we, we made it. We made it out. <laughs> and then second year came along. I How many hours would you, I mean, so what was your routine? Like, what time would you start in the morning? What time would you go to sleep your first so, year and even second year? I switched up my, one thing I learned, like, starting med school, the most important thing for me was adaptability. So I switched every single block. So every time, for every subject we were learning, I, I changed my study habits. I had to a little bit. Uh, so, you know, the first block, once I got a routine down, you know, I would wake up usually around... I'm a, I'm a morning person, so I wake up he's like... He's like up at like four. <laughs> four I'd wake up early and just, you know, get all my studying done. And what, just what, time, like what time were you relax, up, rest I'd wake up like five. five. Oh <laughs> I wake up like five, get most of my studying done. Podcasting. Oh my gosh, that was the <laughs> God's gift to, <laughs> to medical <laughs> students. <laughs> Podcasting. I would just wake up at five, podcast the lectures for the day. And just study at home in my pajamas. Just so all your lectures were on podcast. Come, huh? yeah. They podcasted all of them. It was amazing. I loved Very it so nice. much. I love so much. But like when, so he like he'd wake up at five, do all the podcasts, and that he'd be done around eight or nine. Right. And that's when I'd be waking up. That's because you were probably going to sleep at five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were a couple times uh, when I was going to sleep, I heard Chin waking up. I was oh, like, oh I am so screwed tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so oh man, yeah, the, getting out of first year was uh, something else. No, definitely like waking up and studying. That was, that was the first challenge. Right. <laughs> just to try to figure out what time should I wake up, when should I study, when should I do everything. Um, just structuring, like getting everything ready for the exams. Uh, one of the biggest things in first year was anatomy. Right. Mm -hmm. Remember how you were mentioning, like, you know, prepping for stuff beforehand, taking the right classes? We didn't take any anatomy classes. We didn't take physiology. We didn't take any neuroscience classes. All of that stuff came up in first year. 
So that's when, you know. So I wasn't the only one learning that we had two kidneys and no, one liver. No, okay. I, like, I didn't Great. know we had a kidney. <laughs> Great. Prostate. What's the prostate? I was like, what? I was like, what's the prostate? Oh, man. Anatomy, anatomy was a wake up call. Anatomy yes. was a wake up call. I remember seeing that at first. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to And a lot, of, a lot of our first year was spent, like, half, we, we had, like, half didactic and then half, like, anatomy. And yeah. so the first year was anatomy heavy. First year was yeah. very anatomy yeah, 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 heavy. Yeah, definitely. Which which came in handy for a second year and third year. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the time, I, I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. You'll forget a lot of it by the time you're uh, been out for <laughs> two years. <laughs> so what bone is this? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, then man, second year? Second year. Second year. So, you know, got there. We made it. Merrill orientation. Um, oh, first grade, they scared the crap out of us. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Our, our school was like, all right, we're taking the kitty gloves off now. I was like, uh, yeah. what? They're like, yeah, you know, it's time to actually start med school. Meanwhile, my entire class just looks at each other in disbelief. What were we doing this entire time? And yeah, they're like, we're going easy on you guys <laughs> oh, in, in the first year. And I was like, eh. <laughs> uh, so second year, I, the biggest thing about second year was taking that, this, you know, minor test called step one. <laughs> And, so, and if you don't pass step one, what happens? You redo the year. <laughs> you cry. <laughs> you, get a, you get a refund on that year? No. Or, or no. no. That's no. 40, 50K. Oh, oh man. man. Not to mention the $700 you spent on the test. Oh, yeah. Just to take it. It was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, but, yeah, no. The interesting thing with second year was it kind of, first year is kind of learning how everything worked. That's how, that's. Pretty much the definition of physiology. Learning how the body worked. Second year is more learning all pathology. the stuff that could go wrong mm-hmm. with the body. So pathology and pathophysiology. That was pretty much second year. So that was very, very interesting. How, how many diseases did you have personally the second year, right? You're going oh, to I, had, I, I diagnosed myself with 10 new diseases. Oh, man. <laughs> I, 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 had, I, had, I had prostate cancer, colon cancer, <laughs> breast cancer, BPH. <laughs> IBS, migraines, I had it all. Not to I, talk about when we learned sight. Oh man, everyone right. diagnosing everybody. I thought it's I had like, cervical cancer. <laughs> I was like, what? Do I have a personality disorder? Oh man. Oh yeah. man, that was a that was a fun time. That yeah. was a fun time. <laughs> and then and then came third year, and that's kind of where we're at right now. And our schedules right now are he's so we're we're on different tracks right now. I'm mm-hmm. on I'm doing OB/GYN, Peds, family medicine. Chen's doing uh, general surgery, internal doing, medicine, yeah. and like kind of the different branches of internal medicine. So he's done cardiology, nephrology. And you guys kind of mix them up because when I was in med school, or at least at our med school, we would do you know four weeks on you know this rotation, mm-hmm. six weeks on surgery, mm-hmm. six weeks on OB/GYN. And that was it. No, that was it. That was and then it. we never yeah. came back to it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. us, we have. So like I have like three weeks of OB/GYN and then I go to three weeks of Peds, then back to three weeks of OB/GYN, then back to three weeks of Peds, then OB/GYN, and, and gotcha. so we're we're like kind of getting thrown back and forth. So it I, there's pros and there's cons. Some of the cons is like you get so used to being at one facility, working right. with the same attendings, mm-hmm. working with the same residents, and you kind of get used to it after three weeks. Right. But then what happens is they take you out and put you somewhere brand new, gotcha. and then by the time you come back to the original spot, those same people might have rotated out. And so, but there's also yeah. the, the pros of it kind of keeps everything fresh. Right. Mm-hmm. So like everything, you don't, you don't see. You never get like, too set yeah. in your ways for one thing. So it's kind of like real primary care in that sense too, because mm-hmm. in real primary care, I walk into one room and I have a person with migraines. I walk into the next room and I have a person with a 
you know, uh, 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 yeah, urinary tract infection. I yeah, walk into yeah, the yeah. third room and there's rectal, you know, someone with rectal bleeding. So in reality, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. So there, there's, there's pros, there's cons, there, but it's, it's a unique approach. And that's, I think it's, I, so far it's been, it's been cool. Good. Yeah. And then how about free time wise now? I mean, like, what are your, how much week time on the weekends do you have in the evenings? Sure. Weekends. <laughs> I remember uh, just this past weekend was, uh, or Monday was a holiday. Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah. I remember my family was asking me if I was coming home. I was like, we're holidays. <laughs> <laughs> holidays are just really extra days to study. It's just yeah. extra days to study or yeah. extra days to do a hospital shift. Right. <laughs> no, he had a shift. School. He, he worked I had on... a shift, yeah. yeah. I was at the hospital all day on, on Monday, so. <laughs> but you know, as a, but me, I, I work at county, and so we had the county county days off. So right. I had Monday off, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, weekends it, it depends on what you're doing. I, I know at the the hospital that I'm currently at, um, they have a policy of you get one day off a week. That includes weekends. So you get Saturday off or you get Sunday off. Other than that, you're you're there every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. So and shifts usually last. Anywhere from like ten hours to like sixteen hours, and so depending. So like I, I was on labor and delivery, and so I would get there at like five thirty and leave like at seven, right. unless there was a delivery like coming in, and then we stayed till like eight eight thirty. Um, so that's and then he's had he's had to stay till like he got there like what's like you got there at five left at like the, eleven yeah. Are you guys doing overnight same. call yet? We're yeah. not we're not doing overnight call. We're just like. Well, I have, you, I have, yeah, I have you have, yeah. I haven't done that yet. I haven't done my hospital yeah. for labor and delivery. Labor and delivery, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 I haven't yet. So, and how about time to exercise? So, uh, obviously, and this, and this is a thing. Everybody, no matter what profession you're in, whether you're a teacher, a doctor, a med student, or whatever, I mean, finding time to take care of yourself is, is crucial. But it's mm-hmm. one that almost everybody neglects. Yeah. And I always found it ironic that in medicine, here we are supposed to be uh, taking care of everybody else. And we're working all these crazy hours, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we're the last one, you know, that we're taking. We care take of. care of the least of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so do you guys have, have you been able to uh, find time to exercise, go to the gym? Well, Chinadu is a lifting <laughs> monster. Here. <laughs> <laughs> he he can do three plates on a bench. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. No, I'm gonna put it somewhere right here. We did a video. <laughs> time I got out of the hospital was seven but then you just have to weigh it's like okay you know I'm out of the hospital at seven I need to be there at 5 30 a.m. cannot fit in an hour of gym time now you gotta go home study eat, and you just gotta go home yeah. study just live your life so now, now doable, your so. first and second year were you guys listening to podcasts or would you go work out and listen to podcasts and lectures while you exercise is that something that a lot of people do or so do we we have classmates that go to the gym they're they're like actively still learning they're listening to the podcast listening to all the lectures we no it just stopped recording but yeah so there's sorry it stopped recording well but so there's there's people on both ends there's people that so we were we were the ones that kind of went there just to kind of relax and kind of get away from medicine or get med school for a little bit right then when we got back home then we started up again okay yeah how about you what did you uh, yeah, so yeah, no, it's been tough. It's been tough. Again, you know, my kids are getting older now, but you know, when they were younger, uh, my my oldest is twenty. I have a seventeen year old and a sixteen year old. 
But again, it was tough because I would get home at seven o'clock, I'm exhausted, then I'm helping them with homework and you know, calculus and chemistry and all that. And by the time I'm done, it's nine, 10 o'clock, really didn't want to go to the gym. Uh, so, so it's been tough, but now that they're older, I've found more time to go, go to the gym, go for evening walks, listen to podcasts as well, yeah. and, uh, and just try to multitask because, again, there's obviously only so many hours in the day, mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of us have learned how to multitask and try to get as much done, but at the same time, it's important to have time when you just turn off your brain, mm-hmm. and, you know, and there's times, too, like when I'm off or if I'm on vacation, you know, I don't even want to think about medicine. I mean, there's yeah. times where like family members are calling me, like if I take a week off and I'm not doing any medicine at all, right? And I'm just R&R. My family members will call me and they'll have medical <laughs> questions. I'll be like, look guys, call me next week. I don't, I, wanna, I don't even want to think about medicine. I love you. I love you. It doesn't sound urgent. I don't want to make a diagnosis. I don't want to do anything right now because my brain is fried and stuff. And I think, you know, there's just so much people don't realize, you know, within medicine, you know, there's obviously a lot of people who have jobs where they're physically uh, taxed and they do a lot of physical labor and you're just physically exhausted at the end of the day. With the medicine, we become very mentally drained all day. We're making split-second decisions, uh, you know, sometimes very quickly and people's lives depend on it. We're prescribing medications. We have to make sure those medications aren't causing any problems, aren't interacting. And at the end of a, a 10, 12-hour shift, I think our frontal lobe is just dead and, <laughs> and you just need to completely unwind and, and find that quiet time. So, so that's a good thing that you guys are going to the gym and, and be able to do that and, and disconnect for that yeah. in that manner. Yeah, we, we try to, we, but as the years, we're getting more and more busier. So like we, like freshman year of undergrad, we mm-hmm. were going to the gym for like three hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like now. Yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> How much were you lifting back then, Jim? Oh, not as much actually. Really? Surprisingly. <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> Yeah, but now now we have we well, we're lucky if we can get in like an hour and fifteen. But right. we we all like in minimum an hour. Like that's our goal. We need to go in for at least right. an hour, and that's sometimes that's that's as much as we can do. But it's you you do as much as you can. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So next next question. Uh, any other uh, let's see, any oh. other hobbies at, at all? Oh. You guys have any other hobbies outside of medicine, outside the gym? Should we do? Other than being you know. <laughs> Besides being a, a professional bodybuilder. <laughs> Um, I love TV shows. Okay. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, he's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the guru of Netflix. Like, oh, really? What's Netflix the, series. What's the last series you watched? Or what series are you watching? The last series I watched, I just finished it today, was um, Manhunt. <laughs> Manhunt. Yeah, it was okay. the one about the Unabomber. Oh, okay. oh very, yeah, I remember that. It was very interesting. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So two things I love doing: watching TV shows and reading. Reading. And reading. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How about you? Netflix, uh, me, Amazon Prime, <laughs> YouTube. Well, <laughs> so I some some of my I, I really love doing YouTube. I love making the right. videos for um for you know just uh, all the students out there. Right. Um, so YouTube is really big for me. I love going to the gym. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Music. Yeah. How about music? Oh, what's music? your favorite? What's your favorite? Ooh. What's your favorite rapper? What's your favorite? Oh, quick, 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 quick. Favorite rapper right now, J. Cole. J. Cole. Oh, J. Cole. Yeah, yeah, Jermaine yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Cole. I, I just, maybe I mean, this dates me a little bit, but I just downloaded, uh, last night actually, Eminem's uh, Kamikaze. Oh, yeah, so oh that's pretty good. I like did it. No, that just came out. It just yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out like two days ago. So I downloaded it yesterday or the day before. Did you see the diss of like who he dissed and then he dissed back? MGK? It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It was pretty good, though. It was pretty good. So I listened to the whole thing the other night, actually. I just kind of went for a walk mm-hmm. so yeah I, I didn't listen to a podcast that night but I, I went for a walk on uh, 
all the time Sunday night actually and then just kind of listen to the whole to the whole uh, yeah, what did you like think 10 tracks yeah. it's you, good yeah it's good yeah do you like his old stuff better or his new because it's different I like I like his old stuff as well I like his old stuff uh, I'm kind of politically oriented too so yeah. I kind of like it when music has some kind of political message as yeah. well mm -hmm. because I think a lot of the music out there today is just very kind of dumb in the sense that yeah. it's not yeah it's not really sending a message yeah, and, yeah, and that yeah, makes yeah. me think is it just dumbing down the people who are listening to it so when there's music that can actually have a message have like an intellectual kind of like right behind mm -hmm. it. even yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. Tupac uh, yeah. or Immortal yeah. Technique yeah. Be, no, Immortal yeah. Technique. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. stuff has good, yeah. good messages and so on and Eminem so I kind of tend to gravitate towards that kind of music yeah, Jake. That, that's why we like Jake Cole. Cause it's not so much about like you know the negative aspect behind hip hop. Mm -hmm. It's more the positive message and kind of you know the the meaning behind hip hop. And it's, it's right. really it, it intellectually challenges you. Right. That's kind of what I think draws us. And definitely. Yeah. And, but it seems like the again not to sound like it's conspiracy theorist, but it seems like the establishment <laughs> really kind of promotes even more of the music that has no intellectual it's the, it's intellectual, the marketing yeah. and yeah, it's the, catchy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's catchy some of it's marketing it's money right. yeah it sells so yeah absolutely yeah but that, that's the state of we, that, that should be the topic of one of our next few yeah, <laughs> the <good>. state of <laughs> hip-hop <laughs> featuring <laughs> medical professionals <laughs> exactly well how, how about you what, what are your hobbies uh hiking as well, yeah. So, so, so one of the things that's nice, after, you know, I know when you're a med student, you're kind of living, you know, barely making it and scrambling <laughs> for, you know, for you know this meal and that meal, and you know, I think I remember even a few times in uh, in college, you know, we're taking the extra forks and the extra ketchup and oh, toilet yeah. paper. Oh, yeah. right? I probably need to, you know, but you know, you donate back to your school, you can yeah. make it up yeah. and stuff. But again, one of the nice things, though, being out, you know, having been out for almost 15 years, uh, my wife and I, we have a, a cabin up in Big Bear, California, and it's kind of our second home. So you know, we go up there two, three weekends a month, and wow. again, it's a nice way for to disconnect, to not think about medicine, mm -hmm. to to go and go for hikes, uh, and just to get away from it all, and, and just kind of you know get yourself ready for for the week that's coming and you know recover from the week that just ended so I think that that's one of the things you know look you know for the, for the med students out there and the residents out there you know it does get better you know you're still gonna work hard there's no question but, but there's, gonna, a, there's a light there is a light okay, in the right. tunnel you're gonna have more resources available to you so you can go travel and, and enjoy yourself and and, and and you know travel nicely and stay in nice hotels versus hostels eat at nice <laughs> restaurants versus <laughs> off the street wherever you might be traveling we had Taco Bell. <laughs> it has its, you know, it has its plus. I've I've had many Taco Bell uh, over the years and stuff. But again, you know, but but there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. You know, again, you're still going to work hard, but but you're not going to work as hard in most cases, and you're going to have a better quality of life. And you have to decide too. You know, a lot of young medical students that come out. You know, there was a saying too. Uh, that we had in med school when you're a medical student if you try to live like a doctor when you're a medical student you're going to live like a medical student when you're a doctor <laughs> so again a, a lot of student loans out there i think you know now students are getting almost three hundred thousand dollars worth of student loans yeah, easy so yeah. live yeah. frugally don't get crazy remember anything that you buy now is going to cost you maybe twice as much in the future because mm -hmm. you have to pay it back so mm -hmm. uh and just kind of find uh happiness and you know be content where you are uh, and you know, knowing that you know you're gonna have more resources in the future, but you don't want to end up having to pay back all the all these loans and get yourself into trouble. So, cool. Well, thank you, thank you, 
Thank we're, you. That's my advice. We gotta take that advice, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna go <laughs> buy a Bentley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to wait at least to your resident. At least to your resident. <laughs> but um, but all right, guys. That I I that I think that's that concludes this this uh this episode. Chirdu, do you have any final words? No, Doctor Madrid. Thank you for your advice. Absolutely. Thanks thank for you, but you guys. Uh, no, thank you. Thank, thank you. And so, um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Um, again, check out Doctor Madrid's uh, podcast channel. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put all the description in, in the details in the description below. Uh, check out Chinadu's uh, soon-to-be YouTube channel. He's joking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. Follow me on Snapchat, IG. Join the Snapchat family, the Instagram family. I'm gonna put it somewhere right here, and I'll put it in the description below. But thank you guys so much. I'll see you guys probably next week. Or or next next week um i do have exams coming up so <laughs> wish me luck <laughs> um but all right guys i'll see you guys next time see ya, see ya. bye see ya.